Well, and now we're back. Episode 18, or as we have been calling it in pre-production, the <laughs> half-ass episode. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, so stay tuned for some thrilling... Uh, if there's some dead air in this episode, it's because we don't even know what we're going to talk exactly. about. Exactly. We have sort of this half-ass We, we kind of came up like, hey, that'd be good to talk about. Yeah, that'd be good to talk about. Well, let's start it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, and I said this on the way over here when I talked to you on the phone, is that it's kind of, uh, for some reason it seems like the movie thing has sort of lulled a little bit uh, between the releasing of the nominations for the Oscars and when the Oscars actually happen. Now, is it that, or is it just that you're wanting to talk about movies is in a lull until you know about the Oscars? Yeah, well, uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. It could be... Little call me, little call me. I don't know. But, I mean, I haven't... The problem is is that I've been watching a lot of movies lately that I uh, that I hadn't... That I'd either seen before, or I've been watching a lot of those riff tracks, mm. or whatever. I haven't really watched newer stuff. Even though I have it to watch, I haven't really done it. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the end of Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Which, I don't know how much there is to say about that. I think that most people... Who wanted to see it have seen it, and I sort of did this weird thing where I stopped halfway through. But uh, you know, it was it was there. I don't know if there's much to say about it other than what we did before, but it was pretty good. Again, it was more of just the scenes rather than the movie itself. Right. So, you know, finished watching that. Uh, I watched, like I said, I watched some riff tracks. You have got to watch anybody out there listening to, and I told you this earlier, Phil. You have got to watch the Star Trek Five riff tracks. It is like the funniest fucking thing ever. I am sorry, but I have to say this. One does not need a riff tracks to find that movie downright hilarious. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is definitely true. Because it is the most embarrassing Star Trek episode. Well, and you know, I remember we talked about Star Trek, uh, the older movies, at one point before. And uh, you had made mention of saying that, that Paramount didn't give them any money. Right. You know, they basically were just these sort of movies that they knew people would go to, mm -hmm. so they didn't have to be that impressive. They were Star Trek movies. Well, that one is embarrassingly cheap. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I was watching it going... Well, partly, I think, from reading Shatner's book, um, partly it was that they were a little ambitious with what they could do, so they spread their money a little too thin. Yeah. It was also, there were, like, very... They were also pushing the production... Uh, because there was a writer's strike that was going to happen. Okay. Um, and there were several other movies like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and something else and something else. That's that had, right. That had sucked up all the uh, effects houses in the in the in the in like the the country, and so they had to go to some you know like hodunk podunk Italian effects house to get their shit done. Okay. See, that's, yeah, that's why right, it, because... it kind of looks different than any other movie. Yeah, because I now that you mentioned that, that did come out around the same time as Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. And just... Uh, and the thing about that movie is this, that it's just so hacky and... Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's by it's far... It's really goofy. It's like, it's like Shatner went, Ha-ha, Leonard made it funny, so I can make it funny. Right, right. But he made it really funny in a... Stupid way. Yeah, totally. You know, and everybody's just so out of character and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I yeah. I think I might have talked about it before. Well, and that's the thing. And it, you know how, remember how we made mention of uh, uh, the new Star Trek? <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's like, you know, out of 1345, you've made mention of 
It's what? just a really it's, it's a really antiquated phrase to hear every time. Oh. Okay. Well, sorry. I didn't realize I was even but um we had talked about the new Star Trek, uh-huh. the the 2009 version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how Uhura and and Spock sort of hook up there or whatever. <sighs> but I had completely forgotten that uh in the older movies, mm-hmm. for some reason, like Uhura and Scotty were I think like it's an just item. Just that one. Was it just the one? Yeah, yeah. I was just I completely forgot about that. I don't know what he did. I don't know why. But Uhura is a total sex pot in number five. Oh, it you know, she's it. all like, "Hey, big man," to the like eight hundred pound Scotty, and uh, and then she's nude in one scene. Yeah, singing. Then, You're like. Oh. Oh, I know. With the she's sixty five. Good for her. You. I know, right? I don't <laughs> want to see her in a fan dance scene or whatever. I, yeah. Luckily, um, it was in silhouette. Yeah. Whew. That would have been scary. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, just you know, I just I like I said, I watched that and I, I thought that was hilarious. So, uh, but you know, the other ones I've been wanting to watch, which I actually haven't watched. Uh, I haven't watched any of them yet, but for some reason I got this urge to watch all of the Darren Aronofsky movies for yeah. some reason. Uh-huh. And I actually kind of like Darren Aronofsky. He's a very oddly, like his, his, his style is very odd. Yeah, and I think in some ways more and more his, his reputation does not match up to his talent anymore. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Requiem... Seems in retrospect more and more like a one-off, you know. Like Pi was good, and then Requiem was great, and then after that, it was just a slide into well, okay. into the wrestler, which was an okay movie with a great performance. Sure, sure. Well, what's so okay? He did his first movie was Pi, is that right? Uh huh. And then he did did was then it it was Requiem for Dream. Yes. Or was there one between? I was trying to remember. I think it goes. I think it's just Pi and then Requiem. And then. The Fountain? No, there's something in between. Was there... So, okay, so what was the one in between? Maybe that's the one I was thinking of that was between Pi and... That I thought was between Pi and Requiem for a Dream. Um, but then, But then there was The Fountain, whatever. Then we'll figure it out. But there was, <laughs> then there was The Fountain. Then and there's then, The Fountain and then there's uh, The Wrestler. The Wrestler, sure. And uh, I loved Pi when it came out. Yeah. Because for one, it was a fairly smart movie. Which you don't see much of. Yeah. Uh, and also, I thought it was... Now, you're going to have to answer this question for me because I don't know. And if you don't know, that, you know, whatever, uh-huh. fine. But now, did they make... Did he make that movie in black and white because, A, he didn't have any money? Or, B, because he wanted to... It was supposed to be in black and white and it would be more affecting? A little from column A. A <laughs> <laughs> <Call> B. <laughs> <laughs> we use that phrase way too much. Um, I find it far too funny. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's not. It, I think that most people wouldn't find it as funny as we do, but whatever. Fuck them. It's not their come podcast. On, they, should, they should be Simpsons fans too. It's not. It's not their podcast. Fuck them. Exactly. So, yeah, you heard. <laughs> You'll me. just have to listen to it, bitches. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, they <laughs> they do have to. God damn it. There We're on iTunes. No if there is no when I have time. Yes. As soon as it's posted, you go and you download it and you fucking listen to it. I don't care if you have to put your kid in bed at 4.30 in the afternoon <laughs> to sit down and listen to this in sense around. <laughs> I don't even in know where that... Smell-a-rama? smell <laughs> So, okay. Uh, 
Yeah. But okay, Pi. Um, yes. So now that was that was a sort of a, a thing where he made it in black and white because it was cheap and he thought that that would be a good way to save money. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I don't know. There, there is much of a price difference between the two film stocks. But he I, thought, yeah, I, th- I didn't really know if there was or not, but it's just his choice. Okay. Well, who's the guy in? Uh, who's the who's the main uh, the lead actor in Pie? Like a nobody, right? You're right. You no, know, just he never been really much of anything. I don't remember him. Maybe since, but up until that time, I don't think so. Yeah, and I mean, I, like I said, I thought it was really. I really liked it because I thought it was a really smart movie, uh-huh. um, and it was a very interesting concept to me. Yeah. Uh, and plus, Aronofsky's style is so different than what, at the time, I had really seen. Right. Because, you know, with the, with, he did the exact same thing in Requiem for a Dream, though, with the, the sequence that would just repeat, uh-huh. where when they were doing the drugs, you know, and it would be these real quick shots, and, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and it was the same thing in Pi. Uh-huh. So, but then Requiem for a Dream came along. Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord. That was... I loved that movie so much, and I think mostly it's because of Ellen Burstyn. Just tell me when I'm gonna be on television. That was a, pay- that was a hard movie to watch, though. I, I watched it many, many times. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen I mean, it. yeah, when you get to the scene, ash to ass, oh. you're like, ew. But well, yeah, but then at the same time, too, about the, the scenes like where, uh, like where they're, the guy, um, what's his name? The guy from 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto. Yeah, when he pulls his arm up and his arm's all like rotting Disease. off, and I'm just like, ew, ew. And just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Two of this is in a video podcast, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I remember watching that for the first time over at our old apartment uh, in Littleton uh-huh. with my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. who actually got mad at me for making her watch that. Really? Yeah. She was like, that was the most disgusting movie. I can't believe you wanted to watch that. And she didn't say anything. Somehow that sounds familiar, but I don't really remember it. But it was... You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. We're not going to mention any names in case she's listening. <laughs> but if she is, she knows who she is anyway. But, um... No, she... I remember when we left, and I think that was before... I don't, I don't remember what the time frame was, but we left, and uh, she was... She didn't say anything when we were there. But after we left, she, she chewed me out for making <laughs> her watch that movie. <laughs> well, it sounds like kind of the reaction I remember watching... Leaving Las Vegas, and I can't. I think I had to screen it or something. But I went to see the fucking movie, and I came out of it and was like pissed that I'd seen that movie, and and it, it put me into some kind of like depressive funk for like three days. I was mad at the world. I remember watching that. that movie. That was when we worked at the movie theater. Uh-huh. I remember you talking about that and going, "I just cannot break this just foul mood that I'm in because I watched that movie." And I mean, I hate that movie, and I've never seen it since. I've never watched more than like the ten seconds of flipping through TV since. Really? I can't. I won't do it. Wow. See, now I would have a similar reaction. Not. I wouldn't say that I would wouldn't watch it, but I would be much. My reaction would be much closer to that for Requiem for Dream. Yeah. Just because 
I remember watching it just going, oh my god, the world, there's no hope. <laughs> but that movie's been so much more fun, and yes, it's depressing, but I, when when she starts having the, the weird visions that she's on television, and like... Um, and the, like, and the, guy, and there, and, and the other, the alternate TV her is like doing the conga with the, with the yeah. TV host. Wasn't it somebody like Richard Dawson or something? No, it's, uh, it's, um... Frack. He's he's like a B actor. He's one of those guys. Right, right. Yeah, no, I just but I just remember watching that movie going, Oh, this is so nihilistic and just there's no hope for us, you know. And I'm like, I'm gonna go start using heroin, you know. Um, but I remember I think it I think it was that one where that my uh, my brother said that that was the only author, uh, the guy who wrote Requiem for a Dream, who my parents banned him from reading. Really? Yeah. Who who wrote that? I can't remember. I thought that was me. Okay. See, it's not original. It's based on a book. Okay. See, well, that's right. I did actually know that, but now I can't remember who I. Okay, but Pi was now that was that written by Aronofsky? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh See, I always get that mixed up. But so then, okay, there should be. Ah, there's the mystery movie if there is one that exists. It's a phantom in my mind. There is one in between, I swear. Well, because he was supposed to do... Wasn't he supposed to do Batman at one point? I think he was developing it at some point before Nolan took it over. Yeah, like he was going to do the new Batman. Right. Uh, But yeah, but so then... um, And then he took like 18 years to do the fountain. It it was supposed to be Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, I remember because... Blanchett. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's the one I haven't seen is uh, The Fountain, which I've heard is just unwatchable. Pretentious dribble, yes. Yeah. And the only... only, I went to see it on like Thanksgiving in Monterey, California. And the only one of us who who like had some idea of what the hell that movie had been about was this ditzy blonde gal that my brother was dating. (laughs) And we came out of that movie going, what the fuck was that? And she's like, well, it was about this and this and this. And we're like, oh, okay. (laughs) So basically you have to have less brain power to figure it out? Apparently. Wow. Or maybe a more, you know, like mystical, spiritual view of the world. You have to have some crystals at home or something. Oh, Oh, man. Might help. (laughs) <laughs> See, but I never even knew what it was about. I knew it was about some dude that was like immortal and he... No. No? It's about... It's like um, three separate time periods with the same characters. One is like, you know, Rachel Weisz's Queen Isabella and he's Hernando de Soto seeking the fountain of life. And then they're like both scientists and Rachel Weisz is dying of cancer in her brain. And then they're like um, star children or something. In the like in a big bubble or something, right? Exactly. A bubble yeah. with like with the tree of life, I think. And cool. uh, uh, yeah, it really wanted to be 2001 and couldn't quite get there. Jeez. Okay. Well, so like I said, I haven't seen that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound like I'll be checking it out anytime soon. Indeed. Okay. So then The Wrestler, uh, which you made the point of saying that it was an okay movie with right. a really good performance in it, uh-huh. which is sort of what we were talking about last week with the Oscar stuff about uh, Jeff Bridges. Right. Is it, that's it. From everything I've heard, it's the same kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's a really just decent... About crazy hard Yeah. 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 But like, it's a, it's a okay movie, but with a really good performance in it. Right. And see, I don't... 
I wonder how that happens. Like, how is it that one... Okay, is it the director that it makes it... Like, the directs this one guy so good? Or is it just so well, I should say? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm going to correct my own grammar there. But, um, <laughs> or is it just an actor who really gets it and is a really good actor? I think, I think in most cases where you've got a one standout fantastic performance in a movie that's just okay, it's usually because the actor... Uh, their life is kind of like that character. And, and okay. especially in the wrestler's sure. case, yeah. that is very much the truth. Sure, sure. You know, that guy was Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I've heard that too. Is it's like anybody else plays that part and there's no way it's as good. But Mickey Rourke was like born to play, or well, well because he, lived he, to play that. His face is so fucked up already. His body's so weird already. And well, in that, and he's been through the whole thing. Like he was real famous, and he was he supposed was to like be the a golden boy, hardcore boxer, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Mickey Rourke, and I think we've sort of exhausted Aronofsky at this point. I thought there'd be more to talk about with that, but um, well, we're missing a movie. I don't know. I, yeah. And if you know it, uh, write us at uh, canufbi at gmail Which, by the way, is might as well just it's it's like like the, the abandoned lot of of cyberspace. <laughs> <laughs> because I we keep it. checking it, and yeah. nobody's fucking talking to I us. I know. I mean, yeah. So, um, but uh, have you seen the trailers for uh, Iron Man Two? No, not yet. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Who? Good stuff. <laughs> it's, but oh. You, you, <laughs> so. Um, they basically, oh no! Wait, is it, is, he's got the whips, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I have and, seen it. and he uh, he goes. To, he develops the Iron Man technology for his own sort of Iron Man suit, right. but it's not really an Iron Man suit. It's like a, it's like an Iron Man scaffold suit kind of thing. He's mostly shirtless. Like it's that's right. It's, it's like some S and M leather daddy outfit. Kind of yeah, and and he and he has the whips. Uh-huh. And so he goes and he he uh, he goes to the race that Tony Stark is racing in and cuts his car in half and stuff. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay. Now, we've all seen the, the, the sequel to the big movie where the big movie was good. Yes. And the sequel tried too hard. Flies off the handle, yes. Case in point, and I know that you're going to, you might even be able to guess this, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Because I thought Charlie's Angels was decent. It was fun. Yes, of course it's fun. And, and Full Throttle is horrendous. It is. It's what would I say? Trivia. Trivia. Uh, okay. How well do you know me, Amos? <laughs> yeah. What would I say is the best part of Full Throttle? Full Throttle. Um, I'm not going to say Bernie Mac. I, well, no, because that was one of the reasons that fucking movie sucks up balls. Woo. Okay. Um, Fuck ooh. Lucy Liu and her fucking little cunt. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> okay. Good she got this. the best part of the first movie fired because she's a little bitch. Ooh, speaking of that, uh, I did watch Zombieland, so I want to talk about that. We'll come back to it. Remind <laughs> me. Bill anyway. Murray. But, okay, so, the best part of Full Throttle? Uh, um, I have said it, this like a million times. Uh, it's gotta be... It's a, another one of my little obsessions. I... Demi Moore. Oh, right. Okay. With with the bikini and the robe and the guns. Bingo! Yeah. And like when they're at Griffith Observatory and she's like doing all the gymnastics and like appears out of the air. I'm like, Demi! 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that was that was Demi's coming out party for her what whatever forty thousand dollars worth of plastic surgery she had. Exactly. Well, it's probably um, more than that, but. Well, I don't know. That was that was after she retired for some years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if I was Ashton Kutcher watching that, I'd go, "Hey, <laughs> gotta get me some of that." But would you stay with it? Yeah, yeah I don't know. But that's 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 <laughs> a thinking di- of the fact that when you're like forty, she's gonna be sixty-five. <laughs> that's a little weird for me. Well, it's Hollywood, man. Just get divorced, and then he can hook up with uh, fucking Haley Duff or something. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I know, right? I don't know why Haley Duff came on. But anyway, okay. So going back to Iron Man 2. I sort of get the impression from yeah. the trailer uh-huh. that it's dangerously close to being full throttle. Uh-huh. And I'm going, oh, don't do it. You know, because I I really liked Iron Man. Yeah. And I, in fact, I remember that I saw Iron Man and uh, well, you uh, know. The Dark Knight, uh-huh. you know, at about, like, when they first sort of, when the first week or two they were out. Right. And I almost remember, well, I do remember thinking that I almost liked Iron Man a little bit better. I was a little more fun. Ooh, excuse me. I hated The Dark Knight. I didn't hate Dark Knight. I did. I hated it. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. It was overblown too long and... It was too long. Whew. And Maggie Gyllenhaal's ugly. Oh, uh, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. (laughs) But see the problem with it. I don't know. It's just, it, it wasn't as interesting or as fun or as fresh as the first one. It took itself way too seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really did like Heath Ledger. I was thinking by the time it came out, I'm going, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to want to even watch Heath Ledger because I've heard so much about it. And it's this huge story and everything else. But I thought he was really good. Um, I I'll thought, take Jack Nicholson over him, though. You think? Hell, I might take uh, Cesar Romero over him. I mean, it's a, it's a okay. <laughs> Cesar Romero. <laughs> It's okay. Send us an email. Oh, wait, you're you dead. know, it's a decent performance. Um, I just don't. I I don't get it. I don't know. Who told you that? Uh, Elaborate, uh, Phil. This is this is this is our show, man. You can do whatever you want to. We don't have sponsors breathing down our neck yet. <laughs> Hint. Hint. Um, no, I don't know. Not to speak ill of the dead, but. Uh, oh, we speak ill of the, of the dead all the time. Come on. Uh, I just don't. I just didn't. Get it. I don't know. It wasn't fun. It was, like, disturbing. And it... I don't know. Well, I think that was the point. I mean, I think that they did that on purpose. But at the same time, I think that Batman... But, like, the Scarecrow was disturbing, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was. But did you get the impression from the Dark Knight when they, at the beginning when this, with the Scarecrow that it was sort of almost like this joke? Like, it was... It was so out of... Even just at the beginning when the Scarecrow was in it, it Uh was so out of uh, tone for that movie. Right. Which seemed weird to me because it's the same guy making it, same cast, everything. Well, but there's a history of that in Hollywood. You give a movie movie to one guy and say, go make it, and and then you say, wow, that was a great success. Go make the second one, and they don't do quite as well. Sure. Everybody seemed to like The Dark Knight, but me, I thought it had tonal problems. It certainly had editing problems. And it was, and I got sick of Christian Bale's fucking voice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't. Well, did you notice too in, in this one? They and, uh, they changed the mask or whatever that he wore, and it gave him this weird lisp. Yeah. Where he was like, he couldn't he couldn't move his upper lip, so he was talking in this real like weird transformer type of voice, but he couldn't move his lip, so he had this like weird odd like. 
halfway gay transformer guy with a smoking problem kind of thing going on. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, I like the Dark Knight anyway, better than you did. Yes. But, but my, my other point would be is that, the, is that Batman originally went that way, too. And I think maybe it's a, it's a problem where, where most likely the first Iron Man, certainly the first Batman, Batman, um, uh, were, were, the pro, were the products of their producers. Okay. And then in the second ones, they give the directors free reign. And while I okay. love Batman uh, Returns, yeah, it's it's Tim Burton gone wild. Oh yeah, it's Tim Burton. I mean, that's Tim Burton on film, basically. <laughs> yes. I mean, but, but see, the thing is though, too, is that it, even in the movie hound, it says this is a total love it or hate it type of thing. Yeah. Whereas the Dark Knight, I think, was more like people more more often than not loved it. Yeah, it's uh, like the third biggest movie of all time. Well, it was the second gross. biggest. But, you know, my favorite movie in the world, which I've never seen, is the first one. So anyway, but I'm just saying that in Iron Man, in the second one... Oh. Uh, it looks it, overblown, you're right. It does, but see, the problem, I think, too, is that they, they walked a real... Uh, they walked a real fine line with Robert Downey Jr. being this real kind of cocky, wisecracking guy, which worked really well in the first one. Uh-huh. But I have this, like, sort of suspicion that in the second one... It's just going to be irritating. Most likely. Which is kind of too bad, because I i mean, I thought the first Iron Man was great. Uh-huh. I love the first Iron Man. Which, it's good. And I've never even read one Iron Man comic, and I mean, I used to read comics when I was a kid, uh-huh. but... It's a quality picture. I can't believe, though, it seems like a, an ungodly bizarre decision. They're making um, Thor, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And do you know who they gave it to? No. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, I did hear that. It's like, what? you know, at least, um, what's his name? John Favreau. Had had some hits in his past. Swingers. Well, then, uh, Elf. And oh, Elf, like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and he'd made some... Well, some and he made Zathura or whatever right. it was. But that um, wasn't a hit, but whatever, anyway. But he directed commercial movies before. Kenneth Branagh, not so much. The most commercial movie Kenneth Branagh's ever directed was Dead. Frankenstein. Well, but that nobody saw it. It's probably the mo- the most commercially successful movie he's ever made. It's almost certainly dead again. You think? Yeah. No. Frankenstein made no money. You're it's saying the dead bomb. again. You're saying the dead again made more money than Frankenstein? Probably. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I would not have. Frankenstein was a bomb. Don't you remember? There were all those jokes that Mary Shelley wants to take her name off of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I love that movie and. Well, see, but it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> well, when I say that it's the most commercial movie he's directed, it's the most commercial in tone of any movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that's almost certainly true. But I mean, Hamlet. there are so many weird mistakes in that movie. I mean, like, like if you go and you watch Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, look at the sets. Like that is the biggest problem to me in that movie. It's like we want to make this movie so big that we've got no money left to fill this shit. True. Like there, the there's whole, these like, big giant open spaces. There's, and the, there's huge staircase and this huge ballroom with nothing in it. There's not even a rail on the staircase. <laughs> do you think that's what it was, or do you think that I uh, think he was they going ran out of this? money? You think so? I think he's like, oh well, I wanted big, so we're gonna have to go big and empty. Yeah, 
I see. I, I saw that as a little bit more of a of a of an aesthetic choice, but maybe I, I could I be wrong. Yes, but but I just I, I somewhere in the back of my mind, I always think, did they just run out of movies? And <laughs> I think if you're thinking that, then probably whatever choices the set decorator and the director made weren't the right ones. Well, sure. Even if you think that, then you know that that wasn't a good choice, even if it was intentional. Uh huh. Well, and I just remember always thinking, why did I have to see Robert De Niro's wiener? <laughs> I mean, really, you know. I, why would you... Who was who asking? You know, if there was one thing I would like to see in a movie, it's Robert De Niro's wang. Yeah. I wonder if that was really him. Of course it was. You think so? Yes. I don't remember because the exact Because you can shot. see his face. Oh, can and, you? And, and, and uh, at that point, you hadn't gotten to the technology where you could replace an actor's face yet. Okay. So it was Bobby De Niro in all his glory. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, that joke about the old, the one funny joke in Boys and... Was it Boys and Girls or Loser? Oh! <laughs> With David Spade, where he's like... Loser. Yeah, yeah, where he goes up What about the, the piano? Oh. oh, Harvey Keitel. Even on the small... That guy's like 85% wiener. Uh, even on the small screen, that's going to hurt you. <laughs> Ooh, we just made ourselves cringe, folks. Um... But, okay, so, Kenneth Branagh, uh, I'm trying to backtrack. We did this before. Doing um, Thor. Thor. Uh, but I don't Who's know. Who's Thor, though? Uh, an unknown, I think. Oh, man. You know what? I don't... Mm, I disagree with that a little bit. When it comes to... The, and, and I used to not disagree with it as much. Right. Like, say, for example, Star Wars. The original trilogy. Uh-huh. Uh, they were all unknowns, basically. Right. Um, and it worked. But I think these... And obviously the known has to come from the unknown at some point. Hollywood is learning this lesson pretty well, and I I agree with it totally, is that if you've got a good story, and this is is what Hollywood used to do 30 years ago, if you've got a good story and a a well-done script and what have you, um, then you don't need to pay Jim Carrey $40 million to be in it. Sure. Well, that backfires a lot, though, when they do have even... And I think what happens is... Is that if you don't have such a good story or a good script, then you say, oh shit, we got to get somebody big in this. Right. Then that's where it turns into this, oh god, why am I watching this? But I will say this, for a big property, which I don't know how big Thor really is. Right. But <laughs> it's like I would think that what they would want to do, if it was me, uh-huh. uh, I would take sort of a mid-level guy. Because mm-hmm. like with Iron Man. Okay, that was Robert Downey Jr.'s like big comeback. I mean, right. that he wasn't. What did he do before that? Uh, that movie where he played the with the Val Kilmer, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh right, right. Which was a good movie. It was. I liked that movie. But yes, ever since he you know turned up in that you know like twelve year old girl's bed, coked out of his mind ten years ago, his career's oh, been on this. I thought you were talking about Rob Lowe for a second. No, uh, <laughs> only two people that I remember have shown up in like 12 year old girls beds and that's Margot Kidder and Margot Kidder <laughs> and Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah. But no, I mean I just I think that um, I think it's a mistake to go with an unknown for Thor. I don't think so. I think I think if you look at, at most successful movies really successful movies over the past 10 years they've had nobodies in them. That, or, or really mid-level unknowns. People like Christian Bale. Well, yeah, you know what? When the when uh, Batman Begins came out, Christian Bale wasn't very well known. That's for sure. No, he was what he, he was. was, in, mo- he was uh, before that, I would argue he was best known as the boy in Empire of the Sun. 
Or Reign of Fire, which... I yeah, liked Reign of Fire. But he was the B character in that, too. No, he wasn't. He, yeah, he was. He wasn't. Matthew McConaughey was the star of that picture. Uh, okay, that's... Yeah, I, I see what you... I see your point. But I, I <laughs> hey, we say. talked about this before yeah. the movie. I have to mention it. Since you brought up one of her three movies... <laughs> what? My love affair with Isabella Skorupko. Oh, Isabella Skorupko. Okay. So apparently I have something for Polish chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) But she is like the most beautiful woman in the world, and she's only made three movies. Okay, Reign of Fire, the Bond movie, and what was the other one? Vertical Limit. Oh, duh. You even said that before the podcast. Um, Before we went on... uh, Bites, as it were. <laughs> anyway, um, I keep trying to figure out a good way to, 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 to get that across. Like, we're not on the air, because if we we're on the radio, then we would be on the air. If we were on tape, we're not on tape. What are we on? Disc? <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway. Um, and anyway, she's a, the most beautiful woman in the history of the world. And, uh, wow. Cleopatra would disagree. Hey, yeah. <laughs> most people say that if you go back and look at like the coins with her face on it, Cleopatra was a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. We're getting weird right now. <laughs> okay. Well, this was the half-assed podcast. Yeah, true. I, I think um, it's coming across beautifully. Ooh. Okay. Anyway, Isabel Skrebko. So, uh, Vertical Limit, shitty movie, love it. Uh, Rain of Fire, shitty movie, it's okay. And it's Golden not- Eye... Uh, Golden Eye was good. I like it's Golden. one of the best Bond movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't think the Rain of Fire was shitty. I I thought that I, it's just you know what's funny though is that I watched that movie uh, relatively recently. When I say that, I mean within the last say eight months. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I remember watching that movie and going, "Wow, this is I like this a lot. This uh-huh. is good." But then I watched it not too long ago and I went, oh, "This is kind of boring." Yeah. I mean, there's not you know. It's not, there's not much, maybe my attention span is getting shorter, Uh or maybe it's just, it was the way it was presented at the time, the the effects were good, Uh so it seemed more exciting. Yeah. Or something. Here's a trivia question, and I cannot, what's his name? Rob something or other, the guy that directed Reign of Fire. Snow? No, that's the guy who who did the music for for X-Files. Where this guy, it's not Rob Marshall, it's... No, it's the same guy that directed the X-Files movie. Right, which is not Snow. Mark Snow does the the music. Okay, sorry. But so, Reign of Fire was his reward for doing the X-Files. Sure. He's only made three movies, or actually I think it's four now. But anyway, what's his first movie? Do you remember? It's from like 1990. Oh. And it has a very young Seth Green in it. Oh, um... Oh, come on, brain, work. Um, you're going to tell me this and I'm going to... I I don't know. It? You might just go, what? No, no, I know what you're talking... What is it? It's a, it's a movie that involves risky skateboarding, back when skateboarding was still cool. And it, it was, um, was it, it was, uh, uh, Gleaming the Cube? No, that was a few years earlier. This is Airborne. Oh, that wasn't what I was thinking of at all. But it was so unsuccessful that he had to go and direct TV for 10 years. 
Well, you know, I mean, TV pays the bills, I would think. I think it does. If you would think so. There were several directors that came out of the X-Files. Whoever, whoever the fuck that guy's name was, and David Nutter, and like a couple other people. David Nutter. I love that name. I mean, <laughs> come on. If I was, if my name, if my last name was Nutter, I'd just be going out to clubs all the time, and I'd just be like, hey, I'm the Nutter. <laughs> I would you just refer to myself as like in the third person. The Nutter likes to look at your dress, baby. <laughs> you want to find out why they call me the Nutter? Okay. Not because my parents were named that or anything. Oh, oh God. God. Where'd we go with that? Okay. Um, moving on. Yeah. Where are we moving on to? I don't know. Oh, uh, no, wait, never mind. I already talked about this on a podcast about the Samuel Jackson thing, about how Marvel hired him for like 10 movies. Right. Oh, I can't even imagine. Okay. I actually watched, <clears throat> I watched the second, or oof, how do we even refer to this? The last two Star Wars movies. Uh-huh. Episodes two and three. You're right. Ugh. Um, I watched those recently because they were the, the, the riff tracks version and uh and it's amazing to me and and samuel jackson is in those Uh we're talking about i know why i thought of this because we're talking about established actors in movies like that and i reference star wars Uh well samuel jackson in those movies Mm. especially the second uh episode two yeah is just i mean it is so obvious he's like Every single time he opens his mouth, what is going through his head is paycheck, 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 paycheck. He is so <laughs> not. I mean, I, in fact, I watched episode well, three, then episode but two. Those movies are uh, horrific. I, I didn't mean, realize they managed, he managed. I don't know if George was just the most incompetent director in film history, but he managed to take some very good performers like Natalie um, Natalie Portman. Portman. And and turn her into literally the most wooden actress, Christopher Lee. Ever. Yes, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. um, Obi Wan Kenobi, Liam Neeson, and uh, and uh, what, Ewan uh, McGregor. Ewan McGregor, all good actors. Uh huh. And they all come across like complete, like just like high school actors. Yeah. And I was thinking, and, and it's funny because it's so I much more noticeable I, in the episode. You, you two. just have to, you just have to wonder if George went, okay, just read the lines, honey. Don't emote at all. Just you know, give me a, as flat a reading as you fucking can, and I'll put it on film. You know what I think it is, honestly. Watching the fact that I, it, I literally watched those movies within the last say week or so uh-huh. with the Rift version. I really do think. That George Lucas actually does not have enough connection with the next, the rest of the human race to know. It's not like he's doing it on purpose. Right. He just doesn't know how people relate to each other. Right. All he knows how to do is relate to computers uh-huh. and special effects. I'm not kidding either. Right. Because it's like he doesn't realize I, I how people that. relate. I get that, and and maybe uh, there 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 could be some there could be some truth to that. And I guess maybe these guys, maybe those these actors were just like it's George Lucas. Yeah, I'm just gonna. It's Star Wars. I mean, yeah. come on, everybody in the world's gonna see this. It's his baby. Yeah, I'll let him tell me what to do. Which makes it even more odd that he he made a movie like uh, American Graffiti, because American Graffiti was all, all about, about the relationships uh-huh. between people. And I go, what happened? 
He became a fucking Well, even robot. the first Star Wars is emotive and interesting. Sure, sure. Somewhere in that 20-year span, he just lost the ability to direct an actor. He went into the Matrix, I think, is what happened. I mean, I do. Okay. Don't give me that look. <laughs> the listeners can hear your look. <laughs> yes, they can. Yes, they can. Okay, so uh, you said that you had seen... Um, uh, we're getting off scary movies because they're bad scary movies into scary movies. You said you had seen Trick or Treat, which I mentioned. Yes. Uh, in one of the prior podcasts, I had seen the trailer for it. I swear... Maybe I'll have to go back and look. I swear you had said you'd seen it. Nope. Anyway. I know for sure. I, in fact, I've done the research, Phil. I am so narcissistic. I listen to the podcast constantly. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've seen this movie. Okay. Admission. <laughs> I'm going to write down that down in my like little book. Murray Povich here. <laughs> you are the baby daddy. Ooh, and I knocked my glasses off. Wow, Phil. I'm getting into this. Let's get you a show. You can go off. Man. <laughs> Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. Not Robert Downey. Remember Morton Downey Jr.? No. You don't? I don't remember Morton Downey Jr. He was the guy that used... He was. He would smoke cigarettes all the time. He was like the original Mori Povich. He was way back in... Uh, he was contemporary with maybe like the beginning of like Married with Children. And he would have these big fat... Like he had these huge teeth. And he would smoke cigarettes all the time. And he would get these guests on his shows like Nazis. Like one side of the stage would be Nazis and the other side would be like Jew, like Hasidic Jews. And you, oh my God. Use the <laughs> internet, Phil. You have got to see this. Use the internet. Okay. Stay tuned I'll... to your local internet because you will see this. All right. Go ahead. Anyway. Right. I take your word for it. Anyway. Hello worked up there. Um, what the fuck were I'm we talking about? not that much older than you. Trick or treat. Yeah, you are. Um, really? Trick or treat. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. Really? It, yes. It, I I I listed as a pretty quality movie. Yeah. And I think that most of the time Brian Singer uh, doesn't make bad movies, and he produced this one. Okay. It's okay. The writer of Superman and something else. Uh, he he's worked with Singer a couple times. Uh, Michael Doherty or Dowerty, however the hell you I want think to say. Dowerty. Yeah. But um, it's his first directorial debit, debit, and uh, and uh, I like to use the word debut. Yes. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Debut. <laughs> Debut. Um, but uh, but no, it's pretty good. It's got a fair amount of uh, you know I know that guy's kind of people in it. The guy with the glasses. The guy I mentioned when I was saying when I was talking about the uh, the, the, the trailer. The glasses. Oh, you mean the guy who was in Thirteen Days. Uh, played Bob McNamara in Thirteen Days, and he's he's got the really nasal voice kind of thing. Going. Yeah, yeah and he and he, he was plays the, guy the, who the was murderous saying, father, and he was yeah, and he was saying in the in the trailer, I remember him saying something like, "They've lost all respect for this particular ritual or some shit yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, something okay. like that." Yeah. Uh, and it's got Brian Cox and Leslie Bibb and Brian uh, Cox, really? Yeah, that's weird. He wasn't he's, in the preview at all. Uh, I think he was. Um... I'm just losing my mind. Apparently. Well, because he's all shaggy, it barely looks like Brian Cox. Okay. Um, but uh, but so they're 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 what um, three or four different storylines. They all kind of wrap into one by the end. See, okay, and, and I, I I hate to keep interrupting you, but <sighs> during the trailer, yes, that did not look like the way the movie was put together at all. 
is that well, it too bad. Well, fuck you, I'm then, sorry Trick for your misunderstanding, Amos. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just, I'm just saying, coming from the perspective of somebody who hasn't seen the movie, yes. the trailer would look like it was just this one overarching story, and that was it. No. Nope. Okay, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> so it starts out with one little, you know, mini vignette where this lady dies. Yo, in a horror movie? Yes. What the fuck? And then I cannot remember for the life of me what the second story was. <laughs> that was the whole first story? Some lady dies? Well, it was like, you know, that's like the opening vignette. It's like two minutes. Okay, okay. Um, she's just out taking Halloween decorations down and gets chopped in the neck. Oh, okay. Um, and then chopped up. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Trick or treat indeed. And the, the second one was the coven. So it was a bunch of werewolves who were a coven. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the third one was these kids playing a prank on a retarded girl. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean that Sarah Palin's going to come and get me soon. But, oh, um, Lord. But... Wait, wait. You know what? Just keep going, Phil. Really. I mean, we need to get... We, and we talked about this earlier. We need to get a cease and desist, man. This is going to put us on the map. Sarah Palin, your kid's retarded. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate that. And oh, I yeah. really think I, those my, guys over at the podcast my, should really cut the idiot out. Yeah. And, you know, and they should my, resign from their positions on the podcast <laughs> network. They should give it up to somebody a little more responsible. The internets should really just reject that podcast altogether and cancel it. <laughs> Where's the mention of God in the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Sarah Pam, what? This is not even timely. Go ahead. Shush. Go no, that, I'm, that, that, so anyway, they tell let's you take know a the, deep breath, Phil. Let's center our cheek. Let's find our happy place. Okay. I was letting okay. out my demons. Anyway, um, so fair enough. Kids play a joke on a retarded kid, and um, is it Sarah Palin's kid? It is little trick. Nice. Jesus um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm never gonna get through this film review. Go ahead, sorry. I will <laughs> shut up now. So the third one is the kids play, oh, how many times can I say that? And so they, you know, they do the thing where they tell the old, like, 20-year-old horror story, urban legend kind of thing. Right. And then they go and, the, and they, they go down to this, this quarry where the, this, you know, bus filled with retarded kids. <laughs> and they, really? And they, and they, um, they, they take, me threw a bus off the cliff with retarded kids in it? Jesus Christ. No, yes. okay. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna shut up now. Wow, Phil's getting violent. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. Um. Okay. I don't. So the bus full of retarded kids goes off. Yes. Yeah, so the 20 years later, these kids are gonna go put uh, eight pumpkins, one to mark. Fuck you. One to mark what? each each of the dead retarded kids who had been on the short bus that went over the course. <laughs> anyway, fuck. And Phil, so they, relax, they, dude. <sighs> you want a shot or something? No. Okay, relax. Okay. I was getting there. You keep <laughs> interrupting me. I just don't guess you are. Okay, go ahead. Oh. Okay, look. We're at 46, 47. I will not speak until 50. Go. Okay. So they go there to play this trick. They go down with the pumpkins. Only three of them can go. The, the retard and another guy are left at the top of the, of the top of the elevator to get to the bottom of the coin. And they go down there, and then they send the elevator back up, and then the retard and the, the other kid are going down in the elevator. And, uh, and so then the, the other kids 
play like they're the um they're being attacked by the the ghosts of these other retarded kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know, shut up. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Ah, you broke your own promise. <laughs> I just think this is the most of the times that retarded has been used in like thirty seconds in the history of the world. But go ahead. Anyway, so then they get down there, and uh, and she go, and the retarded kid goes out, and they, and you know, all these, these <laughs> the ghosts of the retarded kids come after her, <laughs> and and uh, and, <laughs> and um, so then it's revealed as a prank, and <laughs> are you are you spitting up over there? <laughs> I am Fleming. This is making me laugh so hard. And then, uh, of course, um, the the real ghosts come out to get them. <laughs> Are and they really retarded? Yes. <laughs> it's like the freaks from Freaks, except little retard kids. And they've been in their Halloween costumes. And so <laughs> you've got these little ghosts dressed up, these little retard ghosts dressed up like, you know, vampires and stuff. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> And so that's the end of that story. And then <laughs> oh go my back. god, it's good because I'm going to choke on my own. Laughter. It really goes back and forth in time. Uh-huh. Uh, several <laughs> stories take place after other ones. Yeah. And so the last story is um, throughout the movie. There's been this weird little guy in a Halloween costume that's been at every story. And uh, and so the last one has to do with him, where Brian Cox doesn't give him a a, a treat. Okay. And so he decides to try and kill Brian Cox. As many of us have been wont to do. Yes. And so eventually it, it, you find out that this is some weird little pumpkin monster. And like when Brian Cox, Cox shoot him, pumpkin seeds come out of his head. Anyway, that's the movie in a nutshell. Phil? No, this is me in a nutshell. Look, I'm in a nutshell. Help me get out. I almost didn't make it through that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I literally almost died. I was laughing so fucking hard. You're still early here, bud. Sorry. You gonna let me off the hook on that? All right, go Okay. Oh, my God. That was about one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard. And I couldn't even laugh. Uh, My tears were coming out of my eyes. (laughs) Tears on the side of my face. Oh, my God. With it... I, and I kept wanting to just ask you, like, with the, you were like, well, then there's this little shirt guy in his costume. And I was like, was he retarded? <laughs> <laughs> just developmentally delayed, okay? Whatever. Differently abled? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Whatever the current PC term, they're still just retarded. Holy Lord, that was hilarious. I have got to watch this movie now. It's 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 pretty good. It's actually fairly effective. It's fairly scary and creepy. The one with the with the retarded kids is was my favorite portion. Okay. Um, the one with Brian Cox is pretty darn good, and the that weird little pumpkin monster is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. You know what? I actually did want to watch it from watching the preview. Uh huh. But um, just uh, I actually would I would have thought that when you told me that you saw it, uh huh, I would have. Honestly, my my expectation was is that you would just say, "Oh, what a piece of crap!" No, it's good. Who's the girl in it? Who's the um the the one sort of famous girl in it? Pack one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess she's more famous now because she's on uh, True Blood. Which I tell you, I tell you. Okay, so I watched the first episode. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought it was decent. I was like, hey, this could be good. Mm-hmm. I watched the season ender, having seen nothing in between. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was one of the biggest pieces of shits I've ever seen on television. Really? Yes. So it went from being pretty good to this horrible piece of excrement. Yes, and somehow people still love it. But I thought that season ender, which was supposed to be such a big deal, was literally uh, excrement on the sidewalk that I just stepped in. Really? Yes. Well, I kind of heard, and see, I haven't seen any of it, and we had this discussion before. I have to make this disclaimer. One of the biggest reasons that uh, we don't really ever talk about TV shows or anything like that is because I don't watch TV. I literally have not watched more than a couple hours of TV yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, since yeah. Like I April. Could, if, if, you, if you ever want to hear me discuss Lost or Fringe or Battlestar Galactica or Caprica <laughs> or any other, or uh, Warehouse 13 or any other fucking show you can think of, I'll probably be able to do it. Send us an email at Kenny yeah, yeah. at gmail.com. Do, does Phil need a separate TV podcast? I could do it. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, but you know, anyway, please what? spare me any requests for dumb shit like NCIS, okay? You seem to have something out for NCIS. Is it Mark it's Harmon? It's Mark Harmon. <laughs> 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 Although nice. it might be Robin Tunney. I haven't Ooh, decided. Robin Tunney. Ooh, speaking of Robin Tunney, going all the way back <laughs> to this conversation that we had before Spe- the podcast even How started. many people have ever said that? Speaking <laughs> of Robin Tunney... <laughs> Like, I've got something else to say about Robin Tunney. That is a contradiction. Shut shut your mouth. I have something to say about Robin Tunney. (laughs) So, no, we we, we were talking about Isarella Skorupko. Skorupko, yeah. Skorupko. Okay, two things. Uh, I remember, was it Vertical Limit? Yes. Where and it, it, which has Tunny in it as as Chris O'Donnell's sister. See, this is all meta, man. This is all coming back to where it started. Uh, before the, we even started recording, but was it? It was Vertical Limit where Isabella Isabella Skorupko had the fucked up thing where she broke her finger and it right. was sideways. And they had to set it. Yeah. Eesh. No, um, it was, it's like up like that or something. Oh, was it? It wasn't. It was backwards. Uh, something. Yeah. Oh, and he just and a little crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but so we had this conversation before the podcast even started about how. Um, uh, we, you would have the one sort of obscure uh, person that you wanted to talk about their movies or uh-huh. whatever, and then I had my other one. Right. And I remember saying it was, it was uh, mine would be um, Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. And obviously Salma Hayek is a bigger star than Isabella Skorupko or Robin Tunney. Much. But I will say that what, the only things I will say about uh, the, the uh, Salma Hayek oeuvre oeuvre Thank you. Uh, was that <laughs> I think there's this movie that I have seen uh, when I was, and let me give you a little bit of background here. When I was, uh, we were working in the movie theater, so we would have been about what, 16, 17? Yeah, yeah. 17, something like that. You're a little older than me. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, not that much, but oh, speaking of which, happy birthday, by the way. Uh, early birthday. Yes. Um, so, anyway, uh, I had this gigantic crush on Salma Hayek. I remember. And uh, I still kind of do, to be honest with you. Yeah. That, French, <laughs> that French billionaire, fuck you. She married... Didn't I thought she, she was him? with Edward Furlong. No, she got married to some billionaire dude. Which, oh, good for her. But. I don't know, she was with Furlong forever. Tell me, whatever, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Robert Rodriguez uh, made... 
basically made her career with, with Desperado. Desperado. Uh, and then immediately after, oh, I think it was immediately after Desperado, he didn't know how well Desperado would be re- uh, received. Right. So he made this movie, which very few people I would think know about. Right. Uh, that was a made for Showtime movie. Uh-huh. Which at the time, Showtime was easily third tier pay cable. Right. And he, and I read his book, uh, Rebel Without a Crew, and he said he made it immediately. I mean, he literally went from like one week, he, he was finishing Desperado to the next week uh, shooting this new movie mm. uh, because he Road wanted to... Road Racers, right? Road Racers, that's right. I can't believe you remember that and I didn't... Uh, but he said that because he wanted to practice making movies still. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You go from a $30 million movie to this... No, Desperado was $30 million. Yeah. You know what? This is again, <laughs> Phil. This is not a video podcast. You have to. You they have can to. hear my scorn and derision. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I like how you have sort of become you become this sort of this Bond villain and pulling on your beard. I, you it's like an obsession. Agree. It's here now, and I have to play with it. I've had a beard for years, Phil, and uh-huh. I'm. I have to say, I still do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he goes from this movie that was this pretty big movie. They haven't been released yet, and he goes directly into the making of this Showtime movie, and it was so fucking bad. And, and really I, boring, I remember. I did fall asleep during this. Yes, you did. And uh, I remember there was the one, the, the scene that always just, I thought, wow, Robert Rodriguez, uh, what are you doing? David Arquette, plays, it's set in like the 50s, and he plays this like greaser guy. Yeah. So he's got the big pompadour, you know, and... He, the, these guys who were sort of his uh, nemeses. <laughs> nemesis I? Nemes, nemesis. Nemesis. Ne- nemesis. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, mystery mess, mystery <laughs> men reference. Um, How many flips in toto are in this process? <laughs> How many toggle flips in toto? <laughs> anyway. Um, so what he does is this is so ridiculous. What he does is David Arquette, he's they're at this roller rink. Ooh. Him and Salma Hayek are roller skating around. And these guys are ominous. Yeah, well, totally. Um, I can't remember ever being to a roller rink I didn't think was ominous. Indeed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> skate <laughs> City was the bane of my young existence. Ooh, Skate City, the pizza there. Anyway. Um, he, Those carpeted walls. I keep interrupting you. Yeah, oh, well, I could get pissed off and start smacking my knee or something <laughs> anyway he goes they, these guys are like chasing him around his nemesis <laughs> are chasing <laughs> are chasing him around and what they're doing is they're skating in circles oh wow so they're chasing him around by skating in circles nobody thinks to just turn around and stop okay but so David uh, Arquette is this big pompadour he literally and I don't know how they pulled this effect off. It wasn't digital effects at all. I think it was just camera effects. Mm. He bends over 90 degrees at the waist. Uh-huh. No, 180 degrees. That would be halfway down, right? Uh-huh. Between his own legs. Uh-huh. Rubs his head on the skating rink. All his hair grease comes off onto the skating rink. And his nemeses slip and fall on it. They get out of the skating rink and run away. 
It's like, uh, oh. that, that is so weird and hacky and stupid, it would never even occur to me. Yeah. And I rented that movie. <laughs> because it had Selma Hayek in it. Yes. <sighs> oh. Okay. By the way, Desperado wouldn't have been half the movie it was if Joaquin Dalmeida wasn't in it. Oh, sure. Someone give me the phone number to the phone in my fucking car! Oh, yeah, sure. That's the best sure. part of that movie. Well, and then uh, Buscemi's in it. Yeah. And um, I think... Is that the only time she's ever shown her tatas? No. Uh, in the movie about the artist. What's her name? Frida. Frida. Yeah, she did that's in that right. one. Uh, oh, but I tell you what, Desperado. But I, I thought in Desperado, after Desperado, she said that was like a one-off thing. Yeah, she. in fact, I read at one point that she was very... Because apparently that was a, a, a scene that they, they went back and filmed mm. after the movie was more or less over. Right. Um, and she was fairly upset about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, but then, since then, she did Frida, uh, and there was another... There was one other one. Mm. But it's, it seems funny to me, these actresses that say, oh, I'm never going to show my boobs again. Whatever. Yeah. It, it, is there something going on? It, no. Oh, okay. No, you just kind of looked around like there was, like the alarm was going on. Oh! Whoa, what's going on? Um, but no, I just, uh, I had just this giant crush on Salma Hayek. No. And it's just... It's funny to me that she's never taken off like the, I thought she kind of should have because I think she's a decent actress. Everybody knows her though. But she's fucking hot. Sorry. Anyway. I don't know. When you tell people that, oh, when I made Frida, I just let my unibrow grow in. No, they put that on her. No. Really? She said I let my unibrow grow in. Well, she seems like a fairly well put together lady. Uh, who has the regular waxing appointments. Indeed. And uh, so I don't know if that's really something you should worry about. Not you, in, not you specifically, <laughs> but you in general out there in, in the world. Uh, I don't know, but it, it, it's like a little mark against her. Like, oh, she really has a unibrow. Well, she's... A, well, and maybe a mustache, too. I don't know. You never know! Yeah. She's a little Harry Robin Williams lady. Are you, Phil, are you trying to kill my dreams right now? Is that what <laughs> with this is a knife. Oh, man. Or with a retarded kid in a costume. I'm like James Woods in Vampires. In vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They had to make I absolutely love it. You know what I realized? That we thought at the beginning of this episode we had nothing to talk about. You know we didn't even take a smoke break. We didn't. This is awesome. It's I'm awesome. loving it. <laughs> are we done or we keep going? I think... Are we maybe keep going? we should have pity on our... Uh, well, how much can we keep going here? We have to have pity on our audience at some point. I have no pity for them, our audience. <laughs> release them this to is, the rest of their lives. This is a podcast with no mercy. Really? I want to have mercy. <laughs> I want to have mercy on me. Oh, so you're saying audience and you're sort of substituting Phil for it. <laughs> exactly. You're just too polite to say, shut the fuck up, Amos. <laughs> it's, it's time to go, Amos. Did you? Oh, shit, I just realized, too, you never brought us in. So you're going to have to take us out big time, dude. <laughs> you never brought us in. 
You know what the, my best... Okay, and this is getting very... You know, uh, why don't you fucking bring us in, you fucking fucking prick? My fucking... Out. Out? Yes. Okay, well... I always do it. Because you're better at it. You're better at the voices. Well, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. I'll do it this week. Uh, but you're going to have to give me a second to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, I need to play Jeopardy music here? Or yeah, what? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Okay, no, I got it. You know what? Have, do, is there anything else you want to think of? Or uh, think can you FBI at gmail.com if you really found this podcast shitty and really want to tell us that we need to go to hell really soon? Uh, or maybe uh, <laughs> or on just the off chance that you like us yeah. uh, and really want to tell us because we feel really unloved. Because nobody ever fucking writes us. We've reversed roles here. You're, 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 you're uh, doing the promos. I'm doing the, the, the outro, as it were. And that's actually what it's well, called. Well, you don't get to do everything, Amos. Okay, fine. Or, you know, anyway, text yeah, so, us. Or uh, we're, on, we're, on, uh, we're on iTunes, which it, I would think... Do you think that people would find us more on the, the Podcast Machine website or on the, uh, the iTunes? I, I'm not sure. I think, I think most people, if they're going to get it, are probably going to get us on iTunes. Um, I sort of disagree with you, though, honestly, because I think that uh, we're a little bit hard to find on iTunes until we get a little more popular. People. Uh, <laughs> Recommend us to your friends. But, uh, yeah. I if mean, they really like caustic assholes screaming at them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or retard jokes about going over the side oh, of the cliff. I am so say, fucking loving that. <laughs> this... this this last podcast, I must apologize, had more mentions of the term retard than you can find on just about anything else in any other comparable hour. Phil, it's the internet, man. People love it. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, go yeah, we're on iTunes. Can you fucking believe it? On iTunes. And it's funny, too, because when you do a search on iTunes, uh-huh. uh, on the little uh, search thing up in the upper right-hand corner, it bleeps out fucking. But then when you <laughs> when you click on it, it says, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> <laughs> So it's like the search people would be like, ooh, I can't take this word. Uh, even though it says explicit after every single one. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know I where hope that somebody's was not listening to this going, fuck, explicit. Okay, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, explicit. Uh, so, <laughs> so iTunes, canyoufbi at gmail.com. Podcast machine. Podcast machine 1492, which is an odd coincidence. Uh, which is on our poster if you haven't seen it. And we uh, never did explain that, but yes, be, just because we got that number when we signed up, we happened to be podcast fourteen ninety two on podcast machine. That is why our little symbol is fourteen ninety two conquest we of paradise. Never, we we never did explain that. We did never we? did. No, oh. but that is the reason we have a Gerard Depardieu poster <laughs> as our little mascot <laughs> photo. Okay, well then, um, you know what we got away from? Hmm. Franciscusness. Franciscusness. Okay. Uh, Give me one thing that's got Franciscusness. Uh, uh, our podcast. Indeed it does. Got it, brain. It is loaded with Franciscusness. You know what had Franciscusness? What? Was Pongo. And I'm sorry to bring that up. (laughs) You bring it up on the podcast. I know, but he did, so. He did. Okay. Anyway, we're done. Um, what was I gonna do? Oh, uh, on our on our <laughs> outro. Um, uh, 
Can you fucking believe it? You better get to the chopper and listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Goodbye, people. All right, see you later, Governor. <laughs> <laughs>